All right. Well, welcome back to the Whole Health Couple podcast. This is our fourth episode. Hello. Hello. And today we're going to be talking a little bit more about Sandy and what's going on with her and talking about some food-related, diet-related things to the current stay-at-home orders and how to make some healthier choices. Yes. So, as for Sandy, um, past few weeks we've noticed some new things about her behavior and uh, we're kind of piecing it together and discovering that she's she's progressing a little further and we think she's moving in further into stage six. And if you're new to our podcast, Sandy is my mom, I'm Leanne, and she moved in with us a year ago with Alzheimer's. And the time that she moved in with us, she was stage five. So, um, but she was late stage five by the time she got to us. And going into stage six, when we got her here, we were able to regress her to a healthier stage five. But now we're starting to see some evidence of stage six kicking in. So we'll talk about that. And I'm Tyler. I should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, one thing we have to get used to is introducing ourselves at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that is hard for us right now is we can't really do much with her activity-wise since we're all stuck at home and we really don't want to be bringing her out anywhere in public. But one thing we used to do was bowling uh, almost weekly. Yeah, sometimes twice. Yeah, that was a big activity for her. But we have trouble doing things at home with her because... Unless the task is incredibly simple or it's something that she did as a kid, uh, there's no real way to do it in a fun way, especially with yeah. like board games and stuff. We try to play Uno with her and we'll go around one circle and she'll have forgotten the rules by the time it gets to her. Yep. And we'll explain the rules to her again and explain how to play and then it'll go back around and we're stuck again. So Uno games take a long time. But even Sometimes they're really comical, but they do take a while. Yeah, they can be very funny. But once you get to, like, the third game, <laughs> you're ready. Yeah. So just to give you a little background on the stages of dementia or Alzheimer's, um, stage five is really where they can still carry out their daily activities. They can't make decisions for themselves very much, very easily. They can't balance a checkbook. They can't pay their bills. Um, but they still remember family names and things like that. So when we got her here a year ago, she had forgotten that she had a child, like me. Um, she had forgotten that she was a mother at all. And so when we got her memory back to that, and usually it would be once we had a phone conversation or something, it would spark her memory that, oh yeah, I have a kid. Um, but she, you know, she struggled with remembering who I was. And so once we got her here and got her on the keto diet and started seeing some improvement, like she remembers she's my mom every day. She calls herself my mom. She calls me honey or, you know, a good daughter or whatever. So that's still good. Um, names. She is very proud that she can remember Tyler's full name, uh, which is good. So why we believe that she's moving into stage six is we have started seeing some of these signs. So she's still capable of caring for herself as far as we can tell. Um, 
the water turns on in the morning for the shower, although her towels are always bone dry. Um, so we're not real sure what's happening in that regard. Well, there's that um, washcloth. Oh, she has a washcloth, but her soap is never wet. Yeah. So We think she might just be using water on a washcloth. Yeah. That's it. No soap or shampoo. And when she's I, definitely not getting in the shower. Yeah. So we're trying to come up with a way to approach it without embarrassing her because we know anytime we bring something like this up, she gets very embarrassed. And the first thing that comes out of her mouth is, I'm moving home. Um, so, so there's some hygiene issues. She wears top and bottom dentures, and the bottom dentures have implants so that they'll snap in place. And she's got some irritation around one of them. So the doctor asked us to make sure she's brushing the implants at night. And um, I'm having to brush the implants for her because she can't figure out how to brush her teeth anymore since she's been wearing dentures for so many years. Um, oral hygiene is part of step six, stage six with Alzheimer's, just the inability to take care of your mouth. Uh, so I have to go in with her at night, make sure she brushes her teeth and puts them in the cleaner. But even even if you let her, you usually have to take over. Yes. When it comes to brushing those posts, I have to take over because she doesn't understand that she needs to make sure she's cleaning around them so that there's no food and plaque buildup. Because just because they're implants doesn't mean they can't get food and plaque buildup, which can still cause gum disease. So, you know. If you're out there and you're losing your teeth, just know that without teeth, you can still get gum disease. So stage six also shows some delusional behavior, some obsessive behavior and symptoms, some anxiety, aggression, and agitation. And that is kind of one of our big keys right now. Um, when I was growing up, she was very angry a lot. And Tyler has seen on two separate occasions now her anger on one occasion he actually spoke to her about it and then she started crying because she felt very ashamed i'm sure but it's just under her breath things that she says when, have, when she thinks we're not looking or yeah, around only when she thinks we're not around we have two little girls that live in the house behind us and they were jumping on their trampoline and tyler walked into her saying some unkind things under her breath about the two little girls jumping on their trampoline and you know it's just out of the blue, we had no idea that she was feeling or thinking that way. And so it's starting to starting to show that she's, you know, becoming defensive and the obsessive behavior is really around her dog and oh, her belongings. Yeah. And things just in the kitchen. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a... a several shelves throughout the house too and when they get organized everything is in a straight line yeah it's almost even, like an ocd yeah even things on the countertop are in this perfectly straight line was she ever like that no so that's odd no and her dog she is constantly worried about her dog and she gets highly offended too if if the dog is showing us extra attention so yes. we're the ones that take gabby her dog for walks and feed her and feed her and so when that dog wants to go for a walk, she does not leave us alone. And it it hurts Sandy pretty bad if she feels like Gabby's loving... It's almost like she thinks she doesn't love her anymore. Yeah, and she's said that before. Yeah. 
do, when, not, when, do not love me anymore. Yeah. When in reality, it's just the dog wants to go for a walk. Yeah. It's hard for her to grasp that the dog is a dog sometimes, I think. Oh, yeah. She definitely she talks believes it, like, that it's a human. She'll have full-on conversation. I hear her sometimes downstairs totally full-on conversation mm-hmm. with her. Oh, yeah. And I think it's sweet. It's but... super sweet, but that in itself has helped her forget that she has a child. Gabby is her child. That's true. It has kind of... Gabby is her, her baby. Yeah. She's replaced you. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I've been replaced by a Dalmatian lab mix. Another interesting thing, too, is the coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's been so... She used to check her blood sugar every day by herself, and then her monitor went bad, so we threw it away. She has a new one, and I haven't taught her how to use it yet. The coffee, we bought her a coffee pot about a year ago, I guess it's been. No, I think we bought it when we moved in here. It's but anyway, new. super easy to use, just like any other coffee pot. Drip, basic drip coffee maker. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing that's happened is she will make a fresh pot of coffee, and if it's not sitting at 12 cups, she thinks that something's wrong with it. So she'll take the coffee pour the coffee back in the water reservoir and then try to brew more coffee, but she'll forget to put coffee in the filter. Mm-hmm. And so then she just has like this really, really hot coffee flavored water by the time it's all over and done with, because I don't know what happens during that process, but it just turns into this gross water mm-hmm. and then she'll try to drink it. It's yeah. So it, that's happened a few times in the last couple of weeks. It is really interesting. Like if if the coffee maker's not full, there's a need to make coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many how many pots do you think she makes a day? Oh, five maybe four yeah. or five. And but she only has a few cups. If you're out there and you're aware of Alzheimer's and you know caffeine is not good for people who have Alzheimer's, let me just make it really clear to you right now. I have done my research. I know that caffeine is not good for her. We've actually changed her uh, coffee grind from a light roast, which is more caffeinated, to a medium roast to give her a little less caffeine. She has recently asked me to do half-calf for her, um, which we're getting ready to start doing. But coffee is her main drink of the day. It's the only hydration she gives herself, and we can barely get her to drink water. We started buying her cases of Hint water, which is just like that little essence-flavored water, and she loves it. She'll drink two of those a day, which is astronomical. It's more water than she's ever had. Yeah, she's never been a water drinker, so I'm super grateful for what we can get in her. Um, But the coffee is, that's her go-to, and I really don't want to have to deal with the fight if we tried to take her coffee away. Oh, so, yeah. you pick and choose your battles with someone with Alzheimer's, especially at the stage she's at. And taking caffeine away from her is not going to change her prognosis at all, probably. If it did, it wouldn't be enough to warrant the, the fight we would have on our hands. No, I mean, there's nothing really that... What we're doing now is just trying to give her a good quality of life. Yeah. Isn't, we can't, there's, at this point, there's no going back. Yeah. Unfortunately. Sad as it is, but we, so we still let her have some treats and things that would normally contribute to, if somebody, if somebody had like cognitive decline, it's just probably something you take away yeah. at, at this point. Once you're diagnosed with Alzheimer's, there's really no turning back. Unless they catch it really early, which yeah. you'd have to do. Very early Years in life. before the symptoms Decades. showed up. Yeah. 
So just to make it really, really clear, we want her to be happy. And she seems happy most of the time. Um, but at the same time, we try not to give her things that give her insulin or glucose spikes. And I epic failed this week because I didn't do my research. And I chose to make her some cupcakes using tapioca flour. I don't know why I did not, it did not register in my head until after I saw her blood sugar spike. But tapioca is not keto friendly, I have recently <laughs> learned. And so the past two mornings after eating a cupcake at night, her fasted blood sugar has been in the 140s and 160s, which is highly unusual. We usually have her down around 100 or under. So for a diabetic, that's really unhealthy. Um, but we also had been trying to think about, before the tapioca rang in my mind, we were also really trying to think about what we were doing food-wise that was so different. And that was one of the things that we wanted to talk about was during this COVID-19, we've been really trying to help small businesses around here, restaurants, and ordering out. And my mother loves Chinese food, but I do think the Chinese food is spiking her blood sugar on top of the, um, the tapioca. Oh yeah, I think it did too. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're just, we're, we're tightening the reins a little bit, going back to what we know works for her. Tonight I'm going to be making some almond meal, coconut flour brownies because we're having company for dinner. My daughter, just so you know, we're not having, we're not practicing social distancing the wrong way. It is family. <laughs> um, but she's coming over with her boyfriend for dinner tonight. So we're going to have desserts and we'll see how her blood sugar does in the morning from that. But I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. But I felt like a total failure as a daughter this morning. So just so you know, you know, we come on here as experts, but we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We still make mistakes. Oh, yeah. We still all falter. The time. Sometimes we make <laughs> conscious mistakes. But <laughs> That's true. But it's always good to get back on track. Yeah. And learn from, I mean, we always learn from it. It's tough, though. It is. It's interesting. I got to tell you guys, this is such an interesting lifestyle that we're living. You know, I mean, I've lived a healthy food lifestyle for the last decade or more with the exception of periods of time here and there where I've fallen off the wagon, so to speak. Like when Tyler and I first started dating, it was really bad. We oh, ate, ate so, so much. much. <laughs> good food. <laughs> it was really good food, but it was all the things that we've learned since are really bad for our brain. Like yeah. Indian food is one of our favorites. And we were just recently talking about how much we would love to have Indian food. And I think on occasion you certainly should, but we had so much naan. We had a favorite restaurant in California. We had so much naan and so much rice. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, you know, these are things that really contribute to Alzheimer's. So um, the naan, not necessarily the rice, but any grain contributes. So, you know, knowing what we know now and having brought my mom in and put her on keto, which, of course, put us on keto, we've dropped most of the weight, well, for me, I've dropped more of the weight than what I'd actually gained since we'd been together. 
Um, so that's all been extremely beneficial, and we've just learned so much. Yeah. So much. But it's tough. I mean, even though we typically are at home most of the time working. Yeah. For some reason, this whole stay-at-home stuff has kind of changed our mindset. And we found ourselves eating out a lot more. Like like you said, it's good to it's good to support the local businesses and stuff still, but trying to make healthier decisions, ordering off the menu is tough sometimes. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm getting Chinese food. It's kinda oh, hard it's kinda hard to get anything healthy really from <laughs> Chinese food place. And I try to order sushi when we order from this one place, but then I always end up feeling sick by the end of it, so um yeah. And then just our normal daily routine has been really hard to stick to. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't either. It's like some weird some weird wave has passed over us. <laughs> I think we've just kind of fallen into the the same COVID-19 feelings that everybody who's forced to stay at home is falling into. Yeah. I mean, we can't go to the grocery store hardly. We're having our groceries delivered, and I love going to the grocery store. When we do go out, we, you know, if we don't have a mask on, we feel like pariahs. Um, so it's just kind of, it's almost as if it's reverse psychology. It's like when we are home, but we don't have to be, we're comfortable. When we are home because we're told we have to be, we're, you know, we're rebellious. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, we, st- I guess I wouldn't say we sleep in. We still get up really early. Well, 6.30 is sleeping in for me. That's, yes, that's true. That's pretty early. I remember we were telling Becca how... When did we say we're getting up? Oh, we said 6.30. Becca's my daughter, by the way. Yeah, and she like freaked out because... Or she thought that was very strange that we'd be waking up that early. But a lot of times she's not going to bed until around that Five time. Five in the morning. So. Yeah. Which that's very bad for her sleep. And it's very bad for her sleep. I wonder what her brain looks like. <laughs> I would love to have her brain scanned. Oh, man. I want to get my brain scanned. I do too. So just so you guys know, what we're talking about right now is um, we are in the process of taking and we're about 50% of the way through. So we should be done hopefully in the next two weeks or so. We are taking a brain health coaching course through... The Amen Clinics, and if you're familiar with that, we'll put a link to them in the show notes. But the course is so that we can come to you as not just caregiving experts, but actual brain health experts to help you understand what things need to be done to heal your brain and keep you healthy for much longer in life than most people would be. That's really what our whole focus is what our pa- passion has become, and what our goal is, is to educate you guys so that you know what you need to do to he- help heal your brain. So in future, we will probably start doing some podcasts that will be specific to a particular um, ailment, whether it be Alzheimer's or even depression, mm-hmm. and just talk about things that we know from a supplement standpoint because we're not doctors and we can't prescribe things. But from a supplement standpoint, things that we know to have been proven to help. Yes, yeah. And it's, we're, we're hoping just to become, we want to be certified. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we've learned, we've learned a lot through our self-education, but this certification has taught us a lot more about the science of how the brain, how basically the brain and the body 
have to kind of coexist and how if your body's bad, your brain's going to be bad. And yeah. If, but if your brain's bad, your body's going to be bad. Not yeah. just physically, but mentally, emotionally. Oh, yeah. Psychologically. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, some important stuff. And then after that, um, we're actually going to be taking placement tests to go back to school and yes. start pursuing that, that field as well. Something I never thought I would do, but now I'm totally excited to do it. Yeah, I used to, used to hate school. Now I love it. Now I love learning. But we'll keep you guys up to date. We're going to be releasing some blogs here soon for next week, getting some more posts up online. We'd like to get some tips and health tricks and things like that put up as well. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll see. We don't know what our next podcast episode topic is going to be, but I'm sure we'll release that in our, our social media. Yes. Keep, keep you in the know. Yes. And we hope you have a great weekend and hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. Yes. Stay home. Save lives. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. Bye.